Hey folks, cold open here just to uh, kind of apologize for our number one, our disappearance for a while. And uh, we'll get into that during the podcast. But also the audio quality is not going to be so good on this one because we're doing it over a Zoom meeting. And as anybody who's done a video meeting knows, it can be tricky getting the audio to uh, equal out. So I do apologize for any weirdness uh, on the audio. And in the meantime, uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. We look forward to making more uh, episodes, hopefully on a regular manner. And uh, stay safe, and uh, let's get going. Hey, Ari, how's it going? Good. We have a special guest today. We do? Cool. Before we get to that real quick, do you know what looks like leather but sounds like a sneeze? A shoe. <laughs> Good job. So, <laughs> what do you have any sort of quote or riddle for us today? No, we're just jumping right into it. Cool. All right, then. We are, first of all, we're back, uh, listeners. We took a few weeks off with everything going crazy in the world and, and making sure that we were all healthy and, and our, our loved ones were safe in the world. We, we just didn't do any um, podcasts. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't post anything like, by the way, we're not doing any episodes. Things just kind of got weird. Uh, but we're back, hopefully, semi regularly scheduled here. Um, and to start it all off, we are doing a remote podcast uh, with our special guest who has his very own podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls. Please welcome to the podcast, Sam Mitchell. Yay! Woo! <laughs> right, welcome, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here today. It's really nice to be on here. Awesome. Um, incidentally, this is an audio podcast, so you know, don't worry about the camera or anything like that. Um, Question number one, where are you located? I am located in Indiana. Indiana. My wife actually graduated from uh, Indiana U. Oh, nice. Yeah. We, I, 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 uh, I, her senior year, uh, I moved there with her to uh, Bloomington. And uh, I, we have fond memories, like yogis and, and places like that. It was a good time. Thank you. I bet it was a good time. And he has a fun state to live in. Yeah, it can be. That's right. Same with, you know, Nevada. We're really close to Las Vegas. It's, uh, there are times where it's good. But yeah. most of the time, if you live here for more than six months, you don't go to the Strip unless you have to. Yeah. It, it just doesn't happen. Uh, there's so much to do off Strip. So. All right, well, let's jump right into it. Um, I know you're on a bit of a time schedule, and so are we. So um, your podcast is all about autism. And, and you have autism, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Now, how and when did you find out you had autism? Well, what I know, and I don't know much, is I was um, diagnosed when I was four. I didn't like fireworks, loud noises, things that probably any child would like or would not like. I don't know. But mine was bad. I had to go in the house with fireworks. I had a, I didn't want to hear, I didn't want to hear fireworks. I didn't. I hate loud noise. I wanted to wear headphones the whole entire time. Now, my mom, mom, can you come in for me for a second? She has more of the story on the diagnosis. Yeah, um, so I'm Gina uh, Mitchell. I'm Sam's mom. Um, and the, I guess Sam always likes me to answer this question uh, just because, you know, he was little. He was four years old when he was diagnosed. Um, so the story goes that Sam had, a, when he was very small, he was uh, fine. He, um, 
he was a little delayed on walking and crawling and uh, he was very delayed on talking. So when he was like two months old, he only said like, I'm sorry, when he was about two years old, he only said like 10 words. So that wasn't typical. Excuse me. So um, we knew something was kind of up. So we put him in speech therapy. And then, um, like he said, he hated loud noises. He had kind of some obsessions with things at a very young age. Um, he didn't like us to mess up his stuff. Um, I know the most infamous story is him. We had bought him like a bunch of plastic food from a, a store and he loved it, but he didn't play with it. He organized it when he was like one, two years old, he organized like all of the red stuff and then all of like the bumpy stuff. And we were like, well, that's really cool. And that's really smart. But why is he not playing with his toys? Um, so, you know, we kind of watched him. And then um, when he started preschool, they um, knew very quickly that he probably was on the spectrum. And um, he was diagnosed by a behavioral psychologist at school when he was four. Um, and then, you know, he's had lots of services over the years that have helped, that's helped him be very successful. Um, and who grew on me and our family. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he does have autism, but I mean, it's not, it ain't excuse, right? Broke. <laughs> he's, he's not broken. That is, um, when he started his own podcast, that's what I asked him. What's like the point of this podcast. And he said to me, I want to spread awareness about autism and I want people to understand that I'm not broken. He doesn't need to be fixed. He's, he's Sam and he has autism, but he doesn't, we don't need to change him. And he's a functioning member of society. And that's what, you know, I, I feel like everybody needs to remember. So, but that's, that's the story of how he was diagnosed. That's awesome. And that's actually, that's true. And it's a very good point. And um, I think that's, that's a good reason to start something like a podcast. Um, instead of saying, I want to make money or I want to, you know, get famous or whatever is is having a purpose and um it's something that if if you have not been i don't want to say exposed it's not the right word but if, if autism hasn't touched your life at all then it's very easy to or it's, it's very easy to just not understand at all about it um now i personally we, we do know a little uh, we do know some people who they sort of fall on the spectrum um where do you if you don't mind me asking where do you fall on the spectrum uh, where do I fall? Um, Sam has Asperger's, which is very the highest point. And actually, two or three years ago, um, I don't know who like controls like the autism spectrum. I mean, the psychologist and people that study it actually took Asperger's off of the spectrum and put it under. Um, and because there's an a, an umbrella under the spectrum of PDD disorders and that's where they placed Asperger's. So they, so now it's really not even on the spectrum. I mean, he still has autism and still has the behaviors of someone who has autism, but I mean, he plans to go to college and I mean, plans to do life stuff. We just, we just take each one day at a time. <laughs> like we all do. Okay. So it's almost like you got a double whammy a little bit because like you said, uh, Asperger's is, is its own separate thing now. Um, as far as they're concerned. So it is. Yeah, it's like a pervasive developmental disorder now, which has, you know, it kind of falls in the category of other disorders that have sensory issues, um, developmental issues, 
um, and things like that. So, um, I mean, he still has autism, he still has Asperger's, but I think these psychologists realize that people that have Asperger's are so high functioning and sometimes like geniuses and, a, and scary smart. So, I mean, they don't even sometimes look at it as a really a disability. So it's more of a condition. It's just, this is, this is the way it is. All right. Um, thanks for clearing that up. And it's, I did not realize that Asperger's was, had even been on the spectrum, much less that it wasn't anymore. I thought it was a completely separate thing anyway. So, um, how has quarantine affected living with autism and with Asperger's? All right. So first of all, I don't like this quarantine. I think it's stupid. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, it wasn't anybody's first choice. I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't, but I don't like it because it affected it because it felt like everything was just gone. Like important people that I love dearly was just like swooped out of the swooped out of the uh, equation. Right. Suddenly the physical, even if you're not touching them, just being in the same space with them. Yeah, I got it because it would bother me. It would bother me that, oh, they're there. Nope. Out they go. Um, has it made getting to um, your services or, or any sort of, you know, appointments get uh, more difficult? Um, appointments. I'd say, like, if you mean, like, doctor's appointments, no. But if you mean, like, 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 like resource appointments, then yes. Okay. That, yeah. Because, again, it doesn't, our family, it doesn't, nobody has it. Nobody has to deal with it. And, and the more I started thinking about it, I was like, actually, yeah, quarantine must, must have really kind of screwed things up for you a little bit. There was suddenly a, okay, wait, how do we do everything moment? Yeah. How do we do this? How do we do this? Um. I was wondering, how was your um, condition affecting your schooling before and after quarantine? That's a good question. Um, before, I could go to go to school, just do what I do that average day. But then um, it was the hardest year, by the way. So on the flip side, on the social part, it was like, okay, crap. But when the academic side, I didn't nervous at first because I didn't think I'd learn anything. But I was wrong. E-learning for junior year, at least, is a lot better than um, regular school for at least a junior. Right. And so you are a junior in high school? Yes. Cool. I'm going to be a senior since all this crap right. happened. Yeah. One more year. One more year. That's right. Um, have you been – I mean, obviously, I, I assume you've been trying to stay in touch with all the people that were kind of your support group and your uh, – you're, you're, how are you staying in touch with them now? Straight like what we're doing, or is it mostly through your phone? Well, if you mean family, you mean family. We just go down because um, our parents just live near us, and uh, we go down there and see them, our grandparents and our cousins and all that stuff. They live close by, so we just go down and see them. But friends, I've been like trying to make. I think since this is quarantine, I feel like it's a good opportunity to make new ones. And yes. I keep the old people with um, texting. Um, have you experienced any bullying or ridicule, and how have you handled it? Um, as of a while back ago, yes, and I didn't know how to handle it at that time frame. But now, not as much, but it's still, I just ignore them. Yeah, yeah. You go to a public school? Yes. Right on. Um, I know that public schools, it, it, it can be different depending on 
is it a private school? Is it a charter school? Is it public school? In terms of like a public school, you never know who's coming in, when they're going to you know leave or whatever. Um, she goes to a charter school where she's since kindergarten. So it's hard to bully someone you've known since kindergarten. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we, we went through the same stuff together kind of thing. Um, and, but we were wondering how in this day and age, you know, versus when I was a kid, when I was your age, it, you know, any weakness, any supposed weakness or difference, you, there were always the people that were trying to, you know, bully and jump on that. And nowadays, I don't know what it's like as a teenager dealing with autism or Asperger's in a public school setting. So have you been going to the same school for a lot of years? Yeah, I haven't moved at all. Okay, so that helps. Yeah, it does help, actually. Right on. Um, and now, the last question that we, you know, we kind of sent you earlier, and, and really this is the, our last question in regarding to this topic, is how can we show support and be allies for autistic people, aside from just putting out a blue pumpkin or something? Well, here's what you can do. First of all, you can understand them by probably doing charities, I guess, would be a start. And then the second thing is give us a chance. You know, we do have these struggles that will be easier for you, but not for us. So if you put that aside and give us the chance and always welcome us in the door and not eradicate us, I think that's a way of helping. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and, and um, I think speaking of someone who, again, I, I don't have it and I've never, I've never had close connection with anybody who had it, but I, I've been exposed to, again, I hate that word. I, I've had, you know, moments in my life where I'm like, okay, that person is on the spectrum. I can tell because of certain behaviors. And I always wondered what it was like just living day to day. And maybe if mom's still there, maybe she can answer more of like, how yeah, she ain't going anywhere <laughs> well what is what is the day like for someone dealing with autism with asperger's is there any sort of um when when that diagnosis came what changed did you have to start like doing a little bit of homeschooling stuff or um no no um i i'm a teacher um and i teach middle school and so i had a little bit of an advantage because in it when Sam was diagnosed, I had a couple of kids in my class that actually had autism. And so I didn't know everything about it. And I still don't know everything about it. I know a lot more. Um, but I, I, I just had, I just knew, you know, kind of some of the behaviors. Um, there were, there was times where people um, may have wanted Sam to be in a resource room. Um, or do homeschooling, and I didn't allow that to happen. Um, I fought, my husband and I fought very hard um, for him to be in a general education classroom with services. And um, he is a straight A student. Um, not a straight A student, you're nuts. He, well, he made always <laughs> his last in my nut. <laughs> that is up for debate, so. <laughs> That's A's and A's and B's. A's and B's, but his. What the reason I say straight A student is because the last um, this his last report card that he got they, that was all A's. So, um, but he's always in in general made very good grades, um, and he didn't belong in a resource room. I mean, there's no point. He's he doesn't have a learning disability. He's very capable of learning. 
He just thinks differently and learns differently. But we all do. Like, there's no difference. And that's, that's the message as his mom that I've been trying to get out there is, yes, he has autism, but what do you have? What do, what, how do you think? I mean, what's normal? There's, there's no normal. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we can say normal. We can say, well, they're typical. What does that mean? So they don't have we anything. We ain't typical. What? Why would you be as crazy as you are? Yeah, I mean, well, you I mean, know, as, as as I crazy am. <laughs> <laughs> Typical's boring. I mean, I, I've always told it Sam, is. it's just just be yourself, and you have autism. And you know, we told him he had, he had autism when he was six, and it just helped everything because he understood, like, oh, that's that's why I do that. So, um, well, so yeah, awesome. he he he's always gone to a public school and has resources. So yeah, he's pulled out of class occasionally for things, but no, he's, he belongs in a, a general ed classroom. Yeah. There's no need for a special ed. I want to do as good. No, it's just not needed. Good job, mom. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's really what I was asking was, you know, was there any sort of kid gloves moment where you're like, Oh no, now we have to completely restructure life and everything or was it just you know figure it out kid <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll be like everybody else and it, it sounds like you you got lucky being being in that position already of being a teacher having the kids in their, your class you're like okay well there's people who already you know everybody already knows them so he, he's not going to be this one different kid so to speak well, I mean, to a point, um, I feel like it was a balance. I mean, I, you know, like, you know, being a father, when you have children, you have this picture in your mind of, you know, you know that it's not going to all be roses and everything's not going to be perfect. Right. But I guarantee you, when I had a baby, I didn't say, yes, I will raise a child with autism. I didn't say that. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> and so, and that sounds like harsh, but I did go through that phase of, why is this happening? Like I did everything right. I mean, I didn't mess up at all. And so I did go through a phase of kind of feeling sorry for myself. And then, um, you know, like the future seemed a little dark because I didn't know until I, until I, um, you know, educated our, we, we educated ourselves more and, um, just kind of from that point on just treated him um, I don't want to say normal, but just treated him like, oh, here, get rid of that scene. Just treated him um, like, okay, this is how Sam thinks. Not like, oh, great, Sam has autism. This is just how Sam thinks and what he needs. Excellent. Thank you so very much. That for I, I, for one, I don't know about you, Ari, but you cleared up a lot of stuff for me, a lot of kind of gray areas or, or you know, confusion on my part. And I think what you... Um, you said the word education. I think that's the most important thing people can do if they do want to show support and be allies for autistic people or, you know, um, start, you know, helping someone that they know to live their best life is educate and, and find out more about it and figure out what the, the um, I guess, the rules are, so to speak, or what the, what's going to, what it's going to be like. Right, right. Yeah. It's just, it's just knowing and, I know Sam's limitations. He knows his limitations, but again, we all have limitations and you know, like a, like a daily, you asked about a daily day 
in the life of Sam, um, that's, that's the thing with autism is it's, un, it's not predictable. I don't know. I mean, I was like raising my kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very normal, but, but like, can I tell him about like the friend thing? Yeah, I don't so this, he's struggling with trying to figure out how to see his friends. And, right. um, so this morning for about two or three hours, he, he had kind of a plan with his friends, but then we realized like something else might be going on that day. And he really struggled to get past, but then, you know, what if I have to cancel and reschedule to us? Well, you just reschedule and it's not that big of a deal, but it is to him. And so it was a three hour ordeal of me saying, okay, let's maybe think about this. I mean, that's three hour, hours out of our day. Um, that we had to deal with that. So that, I mean, I hate to say this, but it doesn't bother me to the least. No offense. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes, that's what it takes. It's simple as that. But see, that's that's classic textbook autism. Is in, and I'm not saying I'm that, not trying to be rude. I'm no, telling what I think. Right, but there it is. Like there, there that is. Is he in his brain? You're my mother, and if I need to talk about this for seven hours, then we should. It, and it's a reasoning thing of me saying, well, I am your mother and I love you and I do support you, but it's not reasonable to talk about something like that for seven hours. But it's just his way of thinking and just sometimes he just needs help, you know, to kind of think in a different direction. Right on. Um, well, thank you so very much for your time and for answering all this. I do appreciate it. Um, do you have any questions? No? Okay. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and... and Say goodbye then, but um, do you have any questions for us before we go? I do not really. I appreciate um, you doing this, and I'm very grateful for being on the show. It was a good time. <laughs> good. Um, and I, what, um, what, what kind of topics do you guys talk about typically? Well, the podcast is um, basically raising a, a, a tween, going into a teen, <clears throat> excuse me, and talking about various things we talk about things like hey today i learned this weird thing in science or weird thing in the world um and or um what's your best thing of the week that kind of thing and so it's more just us checking in with each other and also and sometimes we get questions from people either other kids her age group or the parents um and just answering the, their questions the best we can we're certainly not experts in anything you know, uh, I'm not I'm not some sort of child development psychologist or whatever, but um, it's just a fun little experiment. Like you know, when she has uh, friends over for sleepovers, they love being on the podcast. It's you know that's their thing. It's just like, hey, uh, guess who's back? Um, and, and we have it's a I, I hate to say we have a very small audience, but hopefully it's growing every day. Um, but well, we got, got you got some new members of Free Eyes, don't you? You got a new eyes member right here. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we I'm listening to podcasts, so I'll add you to my list. Definitely, and I'll definitely be, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, send you the link to the podcast when it's done. Um, it, <clears throat> excuse me. All things being right and relevant in the world, hopefully it'll be uh, going live at noon tomorrow, our time, you know, a time of recording. If not, it'll be the following Monday, but it, it drops on Mondays at noon. Okay. Like everybody else's podcast. <laughs> so, all right. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Gina. Thank you, Ari. And thank you, listeners. And we just want to say, uh, hang in there with the whole 
quarantine everything. I, I know it, it's lifting in a lot of areas. So hopefully you'll be able to spend some time with, you know, physical time with people very soon. Um, everybody else listening, please stay safe and um, be nice to each other. This is all we got. So thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and please tell your friends. Send your questions and comments to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com. Until next week, have, have a, a llama-tastic, llama-tastic day! day.